What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to another edition of Bottom of the Bill. This week we've got Kalen King, aka Corn Dog, and Alex Sears on the show. These guys are part of Cluster, which is the band Chris is also in. It's always fun having our friends on. It's just very much like a hang, and there's less of an interview process, and it's less of like getting to know each other. Um, it's just it's just fun, man. We get to catch up. We don't get to see each other very often, so it was a cool hang. We got into some really uh, good spaces, I think, too, just conversationally about music and what you know, songwriting in general, that kind of thing means to us. So I thought it was very cool. Before we get started with the episode, though, we just want to encourage everybody, check out their merch store, which is in the description below. Subscribe, like, follow us on all the platforms, all that good stuff. But most importantly, share. If you guys are getting some out of this, share the episodes with your friends and family and whoever, because the more we can get the word out about this, the more visibility comes to the people that we have on the show, uh, the show itself, and ultimately the amazing community that we have here in Jacksonville, in Florida, and beyond. Because uh, musicians, doesn't really matter where we're at, I feel like we're all connected on that level. So the more we can get the word out about what we're doing, the more it helps grow the whole thing, guys. So uh, without further ado, here is Corndog and Alex Sears. This is Bottom of the Bill. Um, so, um, blah, 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 um, that's my, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's your favorite. Feel free yeah, to do that. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. This is going to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is all staying in. I started recording. It's already recording. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, uh, welcome to another edition of Bottom of the Bill, guys. <laughs> We've got the return of Corn Dog. Not Kaylin wasted King, this time. Not wasted. And then our first time guest, Alex Sears, we just found out his name is Grouper today. That's so. right. Corn Dog and the Grouper. Corn Dog and the Grouper. Dog. Episode one. This is your new Take a. your new fanny pack line. That That's right. Starting. That's right. Fuck. Fanny we're pack. actually repping the new line right now. Fuck. Fanny packs for life. Did you say you were wasted last time? Oh yeah. It was Damn. we got hammered on that one. Yeah, me and Caleb drank like an entire twelve pack. And was just like going crazy. Yeah. Those are rookie numbers, my guy. I think we did a barbecue afterwards too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we yeah, yeah we were fucking toast. out here. No, we we're, this one we we're doing at Billy's place, and Billy's gotcha. still a part gotcha. of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, you got plenty of room out here to barbecue it up. Oh, totally, Throw a whole parking lot party. Totally, yeah. bro. Do a block party. Yeah, fucking dope. Yeah, hell yeah. So what's been going on, boys? How's life? What's been happening in the world of? You and now Cluster is a new big project. Yeah, man. Uh, we both work day jobs, so yeah. we've been working. Unfortunately, and, you know, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. working and then uh, dealing with that chunky baby I got. Yeah, you got a new, you got a baby now. Yeah, how's it feel? How's the dad life? It's awesome, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, I'm not sleeping much. Yeah, I can but, imagine. But a lot of fun. She is super funny. Yeah. So I spend a lot of my time laughing. Yeah. You know, which is great. You know. So was it everything that you hoped and dreamed it was going to be for sure? Yeah. 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 It was even more than I thought, you know, cause I've never wanted a kid, you know, because it was just like, I don't want it to go with the music or get in the way of music instead. You know, that's what I thought, you know, but now it's like, you just figure out a way to have them both together. You know, I like, feared that as well when Luna was born and it, you just, you just find a way to make it happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've heard... It is tougher, though. Yeah. A lot tougher. I would imagine, yeah. But I've also heard, you know, from some people that it motivates them to, to like, go harder with it because now there's a purpose bigger than just I would, your own. I would say the biggest one is that people are just... They're focusing their time better. Yeah. So instead of doing the extra things after work that would usually be, like, fun, you know, like, kick it, kick back, relax kind of R&R situations, mm-hmm. they're going home and, like, focusing in their time and just being better at time management. Right. Everything about having a child throws off your entire schedule and your, like, what you're used to. Everything changes. Everything changes. Right then, dude. Yeah. You know? But it's awesome, though, too, because, like, when you go to practice... Like, it's game time. Yeah. You know, you're not getting distracted by everything else and do stupid crap, you know? It's like, no, I am I got an hour to do this, and I got to do it, like, right now, you know? Right, so, right. It's a lot of... It's tons of fun. It is, like, hard work, you know, but it's not near as bad as, like, everybody makes it out. You're like, oh, I'm so worn out and, like, tired, and I'm like, dude, I've been worn out and tired my entire life. Like, I don't care about that crap. Yeah, yeah. So, that's where I also found my love for coffee. Right. Oh, man. When Luna Gross. was born, I had never had coffee, n- had never had coffee in my life, and I was working three jobs, and this old dude that I worked with was like, oh, let me show you the trick, and fixed me up like a giant 32-ounce coffee. Boy, I was zinging. I've been drinking coffee ever since. Coffee's definitely a lifesaver, man. I, I stopped drinking it for a while, because I found other things <laughs> to, right. uh, that, that helped me for uh, way too long, um, but now I'm like back on the coffee train, because I'm not doing the other things anymore. So like, and it's been a lifesaver, but I'm drinking so much of it all of the time, like just so much coffee, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, it definitely helps with the focus. I can't imagine trying to juggle a family life and then you guys working regular jobs and then on top of like the gigging thing and writing and the whole thing, it must be just an insane workload for you guys. Yeah, I've got three calendars Yeah, (laughs) to make sure I've got everything down and whatnot, you know, but it's also like, it's just finding the time to do it. I'm the worst about a calendar, too. Really? Oh, man. I've gotten so much better about it in the past couple years, but I I am am the worst. Haley and Whitney do my calendar. I don't do my calendar. Oh, really? You got assistance? Oh, he's got assistance. Yeah, Yeah, he's fancy, bro. Yeah, they help me Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She'll tell me something, and I'll be like, hey, uh, just to make sure, what did you just tell me again? And she'll be like, do you even listen? Yeah. Like, I did. But I'm sorry, what was that? It's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a matter of not listening. It's a matter of retaining. Exactly. I was listening when you were talking. Yeah. And right. I forgot what you said. And it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that for sure. So you guys have been doing the cluster thing for a little while now. Yeah. Um, how did this all come to happen? Because this is kind of like, because then Vagabonds was kind of taking a break for a while. And yep. then spores kind of just gigging when you guys want type situation yeah probably once a year yeah twice a year so then it's like you guys all get together and start this new project what how, how does it all happen what it was man was like you said vagabonds was taking the break or ending is what it was and i had to fill those dates that i had so i was just throwing together like random bands with random people and then like that was a lot of fun but then like it started like it was always sean you know, and then it was Sean and Adam, you know, and then it was a random guitar players like you did a couple of gigs with me and everything. Yeah. And when Chris joined in on one time over there, like that just fit even more, you know. He's so far away. And then it was uh, <laughs> like John Wilson was that guy. And then he had to stop playing because his hands and whatnot. And right. Alex, you know, and that was the, you know, the feel right there. I was like, this is it. You know, this is the one. And then uh, I was like, what do I call it, though? I was like, it's just a cluster of people, though. So, boom, cluster. And then, of course, it ended up being like, you know, 
cluster fucks kind of thing, but right, <laughs> cluster fucks. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And you guys have been writing and stuff, also. Yeah, man. When we can, yeah. trying to and whatnot. But I keep throwing like random like covers at them and everything. So we're like trying to learn covers and write, which never really work out because they're not easy covers, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to balance because when you have limited time to rehearse, you want to write and collaborate on stuff, but then you want to learn cover tunes to throw in the mix too. Yeah, especially when you've been playing a lot of those covers a lot. And you're like, yeah, let's go switch up the set list. And but you got to focus on that too, because you're not just going to pull that off without rehearsing it. Right, right. And, you know, with everybody being working musicians and also. You know, half of us are dads, and it just, you know, that time you end up working on something that's going to be easiest to flow right then. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get that impulse. It's like, there's always like that thing where you want to, it's also the same like when you're trying to build sets for like festivals and stuff like that too, where you're like, okay, well, we have this one rehearsal uh, and we do want to write, but we have this festival coming up. And we need to like have a set list for that. Yeah. So instead right. of like working on new material or even new covers, you're working out how to flow, how to make the set flow, whatever transitions you want to work out or whatever jam sections you want to implement. Like you're just working out the, the little details within the set. And it ends up being like, it, it's, it's hard to like maintain. I guess like the excitement, I think, or like like that freshness, right? Yeah. Does that ever happen with you guys in like the different bands that you've been involved with, where it's like you feel like you want to be creative or like do all these things, but because you have limited time, you end up recycling workloads. Oh yeah, definitely. Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the first band I was in, we played the same set list over and over and over again for like six years because all we were doing was writing. We put out four albums. Oh, but really? at the same time, like when we played live show, I was so bored I could fall asleep like playing the bass, dude. Yeah, you know. So, but it was a lot of fun, you know. But still, it's like I can't even listen to Can't You See No More, you know, because it's like six years of that shit. I'm out. I'm Tell out. Me about I'm it, out, bro. man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then uh, you want to cover that song? Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. I'll yeah, play the flute. <laughs> All right, now you talked me into it. <laughs> there we are. Done deal. Done. We're seeing magic happen on air, guys. Fluster is just announcing their their deep, deep cut cover deep cut. of Can't You See. Yeah, man, we should really scrap the whole Steely Dance that we've been working on and just you know, rip Bodhisattva. <laughs> it's just a 45-minute version of Can't You See. Yeah. Can't you see these people walking out the door? <laughs> yeah. More puns. I'm loving it. Getting it, dude. Yeah. I'm curious as to how this dynamic with this band has is been different than the last bands you guys have been in because Spore was doing stuff for a long time. I think the advantage to Spore, uh, not to cut you off, no, but yeah. would have just been the fact that we were all early to mid-20s at the time. Life had not really begun. We all had all the time in the world. We had a band spot that we rented that Joe actually ended up living at. Uh, that was a nightmare story, long story there, uh, but nice. <laughs> it got greasy. Yeah. And, but the fact that we were all there all the time made it easy. Like if you look at like a lot of these, the greatest bands of all time, at some point in time in their band career, usually in the beginning, they all had a band house right. that they all lived at and collectively, because you know how music can be where all of a sudden you're like, ooh, I've got this idea. I need to do it right now. Well, your bandmates are right there, and they hear it, and you're like, yo, hop on that bass real quick. Right. And the next thing you know, boom, you have a song. 
Right. And yeah. sometimes that magic can happen and it's like five minutes. But if you don't harness that in that five minutes, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. For sure, man. Yeah, I think that was the advantage, though, is that we're just all younger. With Cluster, it's different because we're all more professional. So actually learning the songs, talking to each other and being like, hey, we're down to do this. Okay, yeah, let's do that. And then people actually do that. And that's cool because we always had these crazy ideas in Spore, but nobody would actually do the homework. Right. Which is why we were just an original music band. We only played one cover ever in our... What was the cover that you guys did? Uh, Can't you see? <laughs> it was uh yeah, yeah that one fucking damn, loaded quick, bro dude. Boom, he was sitting there waiting i know hey, get it bam <laughs> that was good um it was west la fade away okay and we had sd love uh sing it and do some acoustic on it and that nice. was pretty cool we just decided after that we were like you know that's not really our thing and so we just did the original music yeah i mean i feel like it's kind of at one point it was kind of like you had to choose one or the other anyways. Nowadays, it's such 100%. a clusterfuck, no pun intended, but like it's <laughs> where, where like bands are doing like, like Umphreys will do an entire night of, of covers and they'll yeah. do their own version of it. But now you're seeing a lot, even like pop artists are they have that doing entire covers. mashup cover album. Yeah. Zonky. Yeah. Zonky. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's just, it's wild how now that's becoming the dynamic where even like pop stars are starting to incorporate more cover songs into their sets because I don't know what that is. Maybe there's just like this thing where there's so much music out there that people are just like, the consumer's not ready to take in anymore. I think that it's amazing when people do a cover and do it justice. Yeah. Like real justice. Especially when it matches the energy that's already there. Correct. You know, if it just takes it even higher than what it was you totally know? yeah or totally reinvent the song right it's like sometimes you'll hear people do a cover of a song and they just they completely reinvent it right yeah. and that's like a very cool thing like to what do. we're gonna do with can't you see yeah, right. yeah. oh yes you guys we're gonna add. reinvent that the you electric I mean? flute i can't wait it's gonna be i can't see i can't <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, can't see why I'm still in this fucking band with you guys at this point. <laughs> you're going nowhere, Chris. You're ah, stuck with here. us, bro. Yeah, you're definitely stuck. Fuck. All right, guys, this episode's brought to you by Best Buds CBD Store. If you're like me, maybe THC isn't always the right high for you. Or maybe the legal status of THC has you a bit hesitant to indulge. So at Best Buds CBD Store, they have an array of CBD and Delta 8 THC products. These guys truly care about their service, so everything is meticulously sourced and prepared to deliver a top-notch product and experience. If you head to their website, you'll find all kinds of educational information regarding Delta THC and CBD, uh, not to mention if you use promo code BOTBPOD, that's B-O-T-B-POD, you'll save 10% on your order. This is not a one-time deal. If you use promo code BOTBPOD, every time you place an order with Best Buds, uh, it will give you 10% off. That's in perpetuity forever. So head over to bestbudscbdstore.com and start saving on all of your CBD and Delta A products. Enjoy, guys. Are you guys uh, going to be trying to record an album or anything like that? Yeah, we were talking about going to the studio uh, this month or trying to to get a single going and whatnot and everything. But uh, when we get enough material to do it, yeah, we would like to do that. I think, what I, did we decide that we would just every couple months record a single and just release just singles and singles? Yeah. You know, because I think that that would be the best way to go Probably the it. easiest way for all of us to do it time-wise. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it makes sense, too, because it keeps things consistent, right? And it's like, just, like, whatever the fucking 
like everyone loves the hot term, the algorithm thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But whatever that thing is that just keeps like your name and your music in people's ears. You know, relative. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. I, I've found that because I never post on social media, I use it strictly for trolling my friends and calling my brother fat. Yeah. Like that is literally your brother is fat. He's, He's a fat. fat yeah. Fat, big time. Fat, big time. Fat, so the fattest. The fattest guy. Yeah. I can God, feel his gravitational pull. With him. <laughs> I don't think he stopped eating the whole time. <laughs> Actually, you I'm feeling like it's a pull from right from right here. I'm feeling. I think yeah, yeah. you're taking some of it with. Like, you've brought some of it with you. The I fat like. fuckery, not the fat fuckery. Oh. His gravitational pull. Oh yeah, absolutely. it's so big that absolutely. you that he's actually attached some of it to you. And, and I'm fat enough that I'm like orbiting <laughs> around him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of his mini moons. <laughs> I like how Greg's like not here to defend himself at all. Just He's like, gonna watch this later and be like, dude, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I even they did a whole seven minute segment on me. I even <laughs> seen Greg in like a year's way. Anton's not allowed to talk shit like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, that reminds me of the time when. Like at Monster Mash, <laughs> when I fucking oh god, uh, dude, went like just, just had a lot of fun and I just like so many donuts in Greg's just, car. I just like hopped in his truck and just started doing donuts in the field. He like hops out of his nice. tent and he was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" I'm like, "Just doing." It was first. It was me and Sean, right? Yeah, now they're doing donuts. And oh, that, Sean, I could definitely see instigating that. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. He's like, for, I bet you won't. For sure. Well, yeah, I think he was the one that was driving the first time. Maybe I don't remember. And then the second time, Chelsea and I got into the truck and started doing donuts in the in the in the field. So Sean stole somebody's golf cart at Swanee one time and was riding around Halloween in a 1904 shirt running over people's campsites yelling, "I'm Jason Honeycutt, suck my dick." <laughs> oh my and, <laughs> and so when Jason found out about it, he went up to Sean and was like, Hey man, you got to at least take off the 1904 shirt. <laughs> like, it's you're saying it's me, but take the fucking shirt right, off. <laughs> exactly. At least that take is, my business shirt off. <laughs> That's oh so my funny, gosh. bro. My name's Jason Honeycutt. Suck my dick. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> Sean with a golf cart at Swanee is it's just dangerous. insane. Man. It's, it's dangerous. A yeah, loaded it's dangerous. gun, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. Oh my god, it's so funny. I never heard that story before. <laughs> <laughs> There's so yeah. many. Yeah. Listen, yeah. We just do a whole podcast on Sean's stories. Oh, Listen, yeah. I've known him Let's since I was 12. Now. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Let's it's going to be a two parter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fuck, I forgot where I was going with that for a second. I got derailed by the fucking Monster Mash moment. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that festival, I was so, so hammered at that festival. It was a lot of fun, man. That I did not week, go to that one. You didn't go to that one? I was living in Dunedin still at the oh, time. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, when did you come back to Jacksonville? Uh, September 2021. Okay. So it's been almost two years. Yeah. Damn, man. What prompted the move to Dunedin? You were just trying to get out for a little while? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I originally moved to St. Pete. St. Pete was awesome. Super expensive place to live. Yeah. Um, and then when I got the job at Dunedin Brewery, I was like, I should probably just move to Dunedin. Didn't know anything about the town. Turns out it's actually like a really cool, like super cool little hip town. And yeah. so I stayed there for... It was like five or six, six years. Damn, and you, like that. you were working at the brewery the whole mm -hmm. time when you were there. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that it's Mike's done like an amazing thing with that spot. Oh, the incredible! The music he brings yeah. in, incredible. And just like, yeah, the, the beers. Is All the phenomenal. shows are free. It's world class beer. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, the whole. 
he's a driving force behind that. I mean, his parents obviously founded the place, got it going, but when Mike took over, I think is when it really like blossomed and became, you know, what it yeah. is today. Yeah, man. Now he's opened up the Moon Tower thing right next, next door. door yeah, super cool. Like that's a like a big space, so he can do like real big shows there and get like bigger, which he's been doing. Absolutely, and it's yeah. a it's a large open space too. Yeah, because that was actually Mike and Gary's auto clinic. Um, which is where everybody in Dunedin pretty much took their car to get serviced. Gotcha. Uh, so it was a mechanic shop. It's just a giant, you know, open three bay door. And now it's nice. like, I wonder what the, what, do you know what the cap of that spot is? I don't know. So they had just bought it right before I left the brewery. And so I'm not really sure a whole lot about it. Um, I haven't been to a show there yet. If I had to guess what the cap is, that's hard because they have the bay doors. So like if you, I don't know how the stage is, if it's in the back, then technically you have open air, right? You know, in the parking lot right there. So yeah, that could cap out it easily. You know, eight or nine hundred. That's fucking awesome. You know, especially if overflow into the uh, brewery's beer garden, right? Yeah, but I'm not sure how the Dunedin did their their laws are kind of weird. Yeah, um, and it's all it's all about money, you know, yeah. the money to the them. Old boy so stuff too. Yeah, yeah. I remember originally they had uh, Mike had kind of complained that the city only approved them to put like two four top tables in that whole area. He was like, are you out of your mind? Like, this is like, wow. It's like a thousand square feet. Like That's what? insane. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely insane. So what are they doing now? I think they, that they fought that and, and have been approved now because obviously they have more seating out there and stuff now, but right. yeah, I haven't been down in about a year, so I'm not, hundred percent sure what that looks like now. Yeah, yeah. I see the updates and stuff on social media, and that's. I mean, all the shows look fantastic, and all the art on the walls. Have you seen like all the murals? That um, what's her name? Whitney. I don't want to get her name wrong, but it's this chick, Whitney, great muralist. Uh, I, I did like the whole uh, Colonel Bruce. Colonel, say, yeah, I saw that on one. the side oh, of the building, which is an amazing dope, mural. Amazing, that is man. so tight. Yeah, what a cool, especially tribute. with um, Mike's ties to the late colonel and stuff and how many times he would play the brewery yeah man that's fucking yeah. amazing it's so wild to think about like a small brewery like that that brings in the acts that they bring in and then and they're free shows and it's like it's it's crazy man like i mean like yeah having Corey henry and like right you know fucking nikki glassby and just like all these Absolutely. amazing Absolutely, and artists. power came through there regularly yep ghost notes been through there ghost several Note, times yep. yeah and then cultivating a local and you know regional scene with like up-and-coming bands as well you know yeah. what i mean it's just he's done such an amazing job for that i think the cool thing about it is that like you said they're all free shows Guaranteed, no matter what show you go to, it's going to be a great band. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. that blows my mind because not every venue is like that. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm an operator at a music venue, and uh, it just it doesn't always work out that way. No, totally. Unfortunately, Mike, I feel like he's pretty picky about who he lets play there. For sure. And I remember the first time I tried to get a gig there. It's like when I first came to Jacksonville, and I was like putting together like my first iteration of one of my bands, and. I was hitting them up like all the time. I could never get a response. And so I just started doing like 10 reasons why you should book my band. And then every day I would just email them another reason why. And I think That's I got to, hilarious. I got to reason That's like, great, I bet that was really annoying. To him. <laughs> yeah, totally. If I know Mike, he was probably like, who the fuck is this yeah. guy? And that was That's already like, after like well, probably. It worked. It, it worked. It, right. Yeah, it go. was. That was already. I, I, I started doing that like maybe 
after 10 emails of no responses, I'm annoying as fuck, bro. And I'm right. trying to like book a bit. Like, I'm annoying. It works, yeah. And so after well, like... persistence is key. Yeah, you yeah, have I to be persistent. do the same thing with jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like the same thing. Like if I really thing. want a job, I'll put in that application. They'll be like, yeah, we'll call you. I'll show up the next day. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. what's up? Yeah, I haven't been. I have not been called. Yeah, <laughs> you been called. Yeah, the, you claimed that you would call me, sir. Yeah, the audacity. <laughs> I can of you not calling right me. now. Summon yeah. you know what I mean? And I'll tell you what. Every job I've ever done that to, even Work. if they didn't have a position, they were like, "This guy shows up. Yeah, consistently. We haven't even hired him yet. Yeah, we'll find something for him to do. I bet he's a good employee. And then I end up, you know. Being a great employee. Not being, being terrible. Employee. Being terrible. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> yeah. So rule of thumb uh, for anybody who was trying to hire out there, people are being persistent. Just ignore them. Yeah. Just ignore them. Fuck. They're nuts, bro. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking nuts. Yeah. I think after, after reason, like number eight with Mike, he finally he, he like comes. He gets back. He's like, like uh, laugh out loud. That shit's hilarious. What date do you want? Nice. <laughs> I was like, fuck yes. yeah. Thank that God. worked. Eight. Yeah. Humor definitely works with Mike. Yeah. yeah. I, I got that vibe. Then he did our pod. And like, I've been playing there for a few years now. Right. I've never really gotten to, I mean, you know, just small talk and passing, but then he did our podcast last year. Right. And I got to really connect with him. And um, I really admired. He's like a wordsmith, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he's very articulate in the way he. He's super intelligent too. Yeah, man. You could tell, like the way he puts his words, like he, it's truly thoughtful. Like mm -hmm. he's he's really thinking about what he's trying to say and like the the most efficient way to say it. Right. You know? Yeah. I really respect that about him. Yeah. Are you guys playing there anytime soon? Is Cluster gonna be working there? We really haven't, man. Like we haven't really done anything outside of like Jacksonville and St. Augustine. Yeah. Just because. I just wanted to build the following we have here up, you know, as yeah. much as possible. Uh, I don't do any like social media, anything for the band. Yeah, I'm, like horrible at it. You I know? See, I'm you. I'm with you, man. Fuck social media. Yeah, right. and I hate to be the guy who's like, you know, back in my day, but but back in my day, you yeah, know, you had to find out about a show when you went to another show. And there's a poster yeah. on the wall of the venue or while you were standing in line in the glass up front. Yeah. Like, I would much rather society just go back to that. Yeah, well, I mean... I'm trying to well, find out ways that I can actually pull my phone out of my pocket less times during the day. I feel oh, yeah. that 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like, honestly the sole reason I wear a watch. Yeah. Is so that I don't pull my phone out of my pocket every time I want to know what time it is. Yeah, I feel that for sure. And I think there was a minute, or not a minute, there was a while there where I got, like way too focused on the social media thing and it was like this is everything because this is what this is where the world's at well there was a boom in that though there for a little while where yeah if you manipulated it and played the game the algorithm as you said earlier it would take you places totally it and it still can i feel like but i also don't think that you 100 percent need it i think rather than the world saying this is the way the world's kind of said well this is a way right and then yeah. you can do it another way which i you know if you want to be a pop artist okay like you got to play the social media thing. Well, yeah because yep. you have to have an image exactly yeah. as a pop artist yeah exactly and if you're doing the you know alternative scenes like jam scenes i think that you can get to a point uh, without social media, and then uh, until until you don't get to, until you, right, but like at the point that you do start to need it, you'll have resources where you can just start doing. But then also like on that, like, that, like you know? the reverse of that, you could get to a certain point where social media is not gonna like it's not helping you anymore. You've already made it. Right, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, totally. Like, like Roger Waters does not need social media. Well, he didn't need it before because he's been around since the '70s, right. '60s, doing what he's doing. Yeah, right. but like, so you know, like, but if you look at Umphreys, right, like they're using 
they're they're very active on social media. They are. Yeah, they are. But I would almost venture to say that Umphreys is at the level that their name itself on a bill is already drawing. Yeah. They actually yeah. they're large enough that the social media interaction I don't think is necessary for them anymore. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Any of those top tier bands, I don't it's just like people are gonna go see Fish. They're gonna they know when Fish is playing. Yeah. Fish is like they know their tour. They yeah. know they've already bought dates to three different cities. All those jam bands have that kind of that like following. the social media almost seems like redundant word of yeah. to me after a certain thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. After a certain, we've never uh, done social media yeah. and then height. I feel you. Yeah. We've had a lot of people just word of mouth shit. Yeah. For us, which has been like great, you know, because it's, it's way more fulfilling because like, you know, like people are talking. Yeah. Instead totally. of just like looking at their phones and being like, oh yeah. And then forgetting that shit, you know? Yeah. It's less of a, of a, of a look at me, look at me and yeah. more of just like, the merit of what you're doing type thing. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. couldn't find us after the Watford Panic show and like people were blowing me up being like, you've got to do something with your social media and I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that they couldn't find us. They were like, I love that band. Who the fuck was that? And then they just like, why can't I find this band? What is that? Yeah. I thought it was funny, Ghost you know? Band. Yeah. Ghost band. Yeah. There's no lure to that now that everybody, there, there's this thing where because everybody is on social media doing the thing, it's almost like if you're not, then that sets you apart. Whereas before, you have to find the angle and what makes you stand out on social media. But now because everybody's trying to find their unique angle on social media that takes away from the uniqueness of what they're doing where if you say fuck it all together that's really like the thing that people take yeah. note of you yeah. know i think anyways i don't know this fucking well i'm gonna go with so that weird. route but really what it is is i'm too lazy to do yeah. that shit so like it's like i don't <laughs> yeah, care I enough don't to do it. here's enough. the yeah. thing though that's it, my thing it doesn't hurt to have though right it doesn't hurt to have you know what i mean like i know you're not putting a lot of work into it and everything but like it doesn't take away from the word of mouth shit. No, yeah, yeah. It for just sure. makes word of mouth for easier. Sure. Hey, let me send you this fucking band that's dope. What versus, yeah. you gotta believe me. I, I think they're dope. I was pretty fucked up when I saw them, but they're awesome. They're great. Yeah. So that's it, man. When I was in LA, most of the people that I met in the film industry were all like, oh, what's your Insta handle? Yeah. Like, there's no business cards. You're not handing somebody yeah. a portfolio. Yeah, I stopped doing They want your Insta. Ago, yeah. And then they're just gonna look at that and go, I want to work with this person or not. Yeah, and they'll look at it. I've seen it happen before. They look They look at it on the spot. Right. And they'll decide right then and there whether or not they're going to yep. even give you a second yeah. thought. You right. Know? Yep. That's why, I mean, I stopped doing business cards a while ago because I met somebody that, w that worked at, like in the insurance industry, not even like the entertainment industry, just in insurance. And they right. were like, they were like, what a loser. Yeah. Right. What a loser. <laughs> that guy fucking sucks. I know, but he was. No offense to any of you, you know, claims adjusters out there. <laughs> yeah. No, but he was, uh, he was telling me, he was like, yeah, I stopped doing business cards a long time ago because nowadays if people, if I need to know who you are or you need to know who I am, we'll get the information. Like yeah. me giving you a card is not going to do anything. Correct. Why well, I heard That's that. That's like saying you throw this away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're Here's my trash. Money. Exactly. You're spending money to do it. Like you have to order all these cards. Oh, yep. No one really, and people ask you for cards now. And you're just like, well, just follow me on social right. media or something. Yeah, Let's absolutely. Just do it that way. It's just, it's just easier and eco-friendly, kind of. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Gotta save the turtles, bro. Save the turtles. I like. There's this fucking uh, who's this com the, the comedian that said, "Oh, Nate Bargatze. You guys know who that is? Mm -mm. He's like a he's a really funny comedian. And he was like, it's like they just, he's like, I'm all for like the like saving the world and all that stuff. But you guys, 
found one picture of a turtle with a straw in their nose. There's yeah. so many turtles and so many straws out there. Do you know how many didn't get a straw in their nose? That's like a fucking, like, for that turtle to get a straw in their nose. And it, it, I would say it's pretty rare. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the uh, only turtle that's ever happened to. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. actually, no, there, there was that turtle that had the straw in its nose, but also had the like coke. a cargo net with, like, bales of cocaine. Oh, in it. and they were like, "What nice. has this turtle been up to?" That, He's got like a straw coming out of his nose, and living his yeah. best life. That dude. was somebody's like, pet for sure. That's so <laughs> funny, bro. Pablo Escobar, like, <laughs> yeah. But what's super dumb is they hand you a plastic cup with a paper straw in it, and you're like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, you know, like what? what I will say, uh, in this defense, some of those cups you may not realize are actually made of corn. I do know that. Okay. Yes, some of them. I'm not saying everybody, you know, splurges on the yeah. the Fabricol corn cup. Most people but. don't, but that's even better. The corn cups? What's that? No, I was <laughs> just trying to find the turtle. Don't let me distract. Oh, okay. Damn <laughs> the it. Coke we, turtle. We need to get that fucking TV up and running so we can just see it on the television. <laughs> that's fucking... That's awesome. I don't have my glasses on, so I still can't see it, but I'm sure it's amazing. 31 one. It's pretty much exactly what was just described is all I'm going to say. I know I'm a dick, but has anybody taken a piss break in these podcasts? Do your thing, bro. Where's the bathroom? Uh, if you it's go not- out that door to the left, all the way down to the down hall. Down the sketch alley. Yeah. First door on the left. And make another left. <laughs> You'd be surprised how quickly it that's goes. That's true. It just like fucking flies. It like bro. seems like it takes a lot to get started but then once people get comfortable all of a sudden you're like oh shit yeah that's my time it flies it's like being at the therapist and like oh very, isn't that so i i did a little bit of therapy last year and it's it, it i think it definitely helped but it's also something weird about how transactional it is yeah you know what i mean yeah where, where you're like okay we're in a in a real deep conversation you're really we're making progress right and then you just so, all right so we're done boom. well <laughs> yeah it's like next you, tuesday you just stop caring right now right like that's the switch that you got right. that's and then i gotta leave with all I this mean, compartmentalizing shit. like that that is a true skill it's, it's i don't know a lot of people that can do that totally and that's amazing but for i for, can't i would go home later and be like the guy and his kids and I yeah. probably call the authorities and it's just there's something about it that seems it's <laughs> something about it that seems cheap, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm just like this it cheapens the relationship, I feel like. Right. I don't know. There's um just... Tom Bennett says that he prefers a life coach. Yeah. Because it's essentially the same thing. Just they didn't get a license to do it. Except <laughs> except the life coach is really instead of medically, they're more just pushing you to be a more efficient person and accomplish your goals which eventually is going to probably make you happier less depressed you know what i mean your life is progressing um whereas the doctor my big thing about the doctors is like i don't i, don't, I just want to talk to you i don't need your pills i don't need any of the shit your your, your agenda with the pharmaceuticals and shit i don't want right. any of that right I just want you to tell me what this dream means you know what i mean right. or like whatever it was that week that i wanted to vent out right like yeah totally man totally which means in my opinion then the life coach might be a better way to might go be a better way to go but is it still like i mean do you know what that dynamic is is it still like a session that you do where you pay them and then it's I over think, after this time and- so tom says that his life coaches like generally he'll just call and be like hey you got a minute and then she'll be like yeah i've got you know however long like maybe she's busy she's like yeah what's what's up 15 minutes you know what i mean he just pays her like as they go for whatever 
Interesting. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's a weird weird dynamic. I feel like we were talking about therapy and yeah. how the it's an interesting thing because you become very close with this person that you're divulging all this information to, yeah. right? And it's also very one-sided, so they're not giving you any in return. Yeah. And then at the end of the 45 minutes or an hour, whatever it is, they just shut the conversation down. So, all right, so we're done. And you're and like... Then you got to pay them. Then you got to pay them. Right. Uh, you're yeah. saying how transactional it, it felt. It just cheapens. For sure, yeah. Because, like, you feel... Because you really do feel like this person cares about you yeah. and what you're going through, and they want to help you. Yeah. But then... As soon as that hour's up, you're just basically garbage to them. Yeah. Like until next week, you're just uh, you're just a bag that that's inhaling oxygen. Right. Right. I think the beauty in therapy, Money, please. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think the beauty in therapy, even though I've never like actually done it, is like you're talking about yeah, it. Totally. You know, you're getting it out and you're like letting it out into the world, and like that's got to be a way to relieve shit too. You know. Definitely. But like, I've never done therapy. I've just always talked. To like a friend and everything, which sometimes tell, is dangerous, buddy. you know. <laughs> we can tell. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little wild, a little wild. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's dangerous because you know, like, some friends don't work out that well, and they got a lot of bullshit on you and everything. But the people that you do talk to, that are the real friends, it strengthens that relationship too. You know, yeah. which that also helps knowing that you've got somebody that's got your back. For you sure. Yeah. You know? For sure, man. That's so. it's yeah. I mean, like having real friends definitely means the world in that regard yeah sure. and it's vulnerable too man you know because you're you're putting it out there bro you're putting out your dirty clothes you know totally so it's a hard thing to do but you know like i said it strengthens your relationship with whoever you're talking to and then you get another way of like looking at it you know from somebody else's perspective instead of a therapist that like is just reading another textbook yeah there, there's definitely there's definitely a benefit to getting the perspective because therapists don't typically like they do i feel like they do offer like perspective but it's really just trying to help you they're trying to lead you to to to, to, to come to the realization right yeah right and so well, yeah they want you to come to that realization exactly, though exactly yeah that's why they're always yeah. asking how did that make you feel exactly because they're trying to get you to like understand walk that circle yourself exactly yeah i've never done it they're just don't even know how it actually works you know totally that yeah Yeah. i don't even know how it actually works or like how you would go about doing that but like i don't need somebody like just doing textbook bullshit how does that make you feel you know sometimes i want to hear somebody being like yeah dude i went down that road you know like shit got rough for a long time you know and like that's what you want to hear i think that's you're thinking what less of a therapist and more of a counselor see that's how that's how little i know about the whole situation yeah, well, something isn't that about like the same a count, thing. A counselor is somebody who more like, in my opinion, and maybe they are synonymous with each other. But like a therapist is a doctor, and a counselor is somebody who empathizes with you, shares similar stories to help you understand. You know how like that's all part of life and yeah, huh. you know bullshit. Yeah, well, if you think about I thought like, it was the same. Well, if you think about Fucking like gay uh, ass life, yeah. <laughs> Think about like, like bro, your, your life pretty is lame, man. You should feel like shit. <laughs> that, that's like the uh, like like the dynamic of like when if you go to like rehab and you have like sponsors, right? Right. Like they yeah. basically they empathize with you, like they're right there with you. It's like, yeah, well, you know, this is what I went through. It helps because you know that there is somebody else having gone what you're what you're going through. Um, and helping you come to a realization, like they've set an example that like it is possible to get out of this or whatever it is. Yep. Whereas with therapy, although valuable, 
it just to me i couldn't help but feel like it was this thing like the relationship didn't really mean anything how could you truly care right. about the information that i'm giving you if at the end of this hour all i need to do is pay you and then you can just put it out of your head. And yeah. what happens if I don't pay you? Yeah. Right. Because then that becomes, then we get litigation involved. It's a whole thing. It's like, this is not a real relationship. Yeah. And right. there's something about the information that's so personal and real that it just seems like it's, I don't know, it's weird. I don't like it. You know? So anytime people talk to me about anything serious, I always like end up making jokes and right. things like that. And so Brianna said something to me one day. She's like, if you went to therapy, would you make these kinds of like sarcastic like jokes in therapy? And I'm like, well, I'm, I would probably be myself. And so like, I'm kind of a jokester as it is. My entire life is a joke, right? And she's like, therapist looks down, doesn't laugh. Yeah, right. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're like, like, yeah, that's probably like, like damn, a, dude, that was a good one. Yeah, like, as a kid. <laughs> that was a good one. You didn't laugh at all. Yeah. I need another Seriously? therapist. And you, yeah. you have no yeah. fucking sense of humor. Like, what am I paying you for? <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Hey, you to laugh at my jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then it's like back on to like how this like relates to music. Do you guys, when you're writing, do you write from that kind of place of vulnerability, or do you think trying to maybe write about a story or or just something that's not so serious because right. it's just uh, easier to do that, right? So it's like for me, I, I like to write about things are very vulnerable and real because I have a way of detaching from the information once it's out there in writing that way. I can work things out because I'm under, like I'm getting it on paper. I'm thinking it through. I'm trying to think of like the efficient way to like to, to, to write this. And, and you know, you're, you're, you're working shit out while you're writing the tune. Have you yeah. guys like had this experience before? Usually what I do, if it's like lyrics, like I'll just like sit down with a notebook and like straight up close my eyes and just write nonsense and see what comes out and everything. But sometimes with like a cluster song we have called Smokey, I was up in the Tennessee mountains, man. We had seen like a family of bears previously in the day. And then I was like working on the song, like into the night, but on a porch. And all of a sudden I heard like walking and crackling. And I was like, oh shit, I better get inside. That might be a bear, you know? So it was just crazy as hell. But then I wrote this like total, like fictional song about a bear, just like destroying towns. Yeah. You know? So it's just like, there's like multiple ways for me to do it, but I tend to not write about emotional, serious things because I'm not a, an emotional, serious person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm either glad or mad. Therapy. They're right. Therapy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Somebody who's avoiding. Everybody's going <laughs> yeah, to comment on this and be like, Kaylin needs therapy big time. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, that's why I do construction, man. If I get mad, I just start hitting random start hitting shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. I think the outlet is important. That's kind of like the, the, where I was going with it is where I feel like if you have the outlet, whether it's writing or if it is construction where you can get it out and demoing stuff or like whatever it might be, I think that that therapy thing helps for people that don't have like the outlet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Have you, do, do you write songs with lyrics or you? I do. Okay. Um, most of my songs are written, actually, I should, I could probably just say all of them are written high as hell. Okay. Alone in a car on a drive. Hell yeah. And I don't like choose to write them then. They just happen. Just yeah. And yeah. it might start with a sentence, like a one line, or it might start with a melody. And then I pull out my voice recorder on my phone and I'll hum the melody. And then I'll just like, 
like catharsis, just like yeah, just pumping out material, and then I'll go through later, edit it, write it down, rearrange, you know, uh, change out words that I might have like put a little more thought into, and was like, no, this word would be better here, stuff like that. That's usually how I do it. Yeah, um, and then it turns from it could be one line in the car on the way from the gas station to my house, a block, and then. Later, I'm looking through my notes when I'm sitting at the piano, and I'm like, ooh, I remember that. Yeah. And then I'll just hammer it out. Do you feel like once you go through that process, because do you, do you, do you t typically pull from ideas that are coming from like a vulnerable place, or is it more kind of like trying to make a joke out of something? So my songs, I think, do come from a little more vulnerable uh, place. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, they're usually about some sort of, uh, love of something uh, it could be drugs it could be women it could be music it could be you know what i'm saying like, yeah and it never directly actually says oh nice. rookie, rookie move rookie <laughs> move rookie move, rookie Sorry, move. fucking phone i was like who, who fucking didn't turn their ringer off oh that's me <laughs> yeah, i think mine went <laughs> off totally. earlier and i was like shoot <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go ahead and do that now uh so I'll never actually come forward and say what it is, but it's written in a way that the listener could actually take that to any interpretation of, of something going on in their life. Right. Which I think yeah. works because then, you know, if somebody, I might've written this song about my daughter or something, but it's written in a way that it, that it's just a love song about my love for my child. But then somebody else is like over there, like trying to beat heroin addiction and thinks it somehow pertains uh, to their situation. And I think that that's, I like that about songs when when they can be like that. Yeah, that's a beauty in in writing music where it's like the perspective the like people can put their own perspective on it, right? right. And especially yeah. when you write relatively vaguely about something. Right. Whereas like, like yeah. he said about Smokey the Bear, like that is a song, a fictional song about a bear ravaging a town. Right. Yeah. So like there there is no like you know, what if he's talking about my situation? You know what I mean? It is a story. Yeah. Right. So. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I grew up on like rock and roll and like outlaw country shit. That was like a lot of storytellers and everything. So like I tend to write about things that I think are cool, like fucking robbing a bank and dipping on the law. You yeah. Know? Like, I would never do it personally, but like just the, like the imagination of a child, I guess, thinking about that's like cool, you know? Yeah, totally. And then Smokey was cool. Like it's just one of those things, man, that if it comes to you, just like let it roll. Yeah, you know, for if it, sure. If it's something, do it with it. If it's not, you know, let it go on. Yeah. Well, it's also like even in the, in the storytelling approach, there's still like a moral yeah. to it. There's like a there's like a lesson to be learned there, or there's something that can still be taken out, you know, and and applied in other things. Yeah. So it's like yeah, like I wrote a song a long time ago called "The Temptress," and it was just about like this chick who robs dudes, you know, leads them on and makes them think that they're gonna. Like hook up and then she drugs them and then they wake up with all their shit gone. And but she just, doesn't bang them either. She doesn't bang them either. Oh, that sucks. And it was kind of like it's, like, but you got to at least bang them and then rob them. Well, you got double robbed. <laughs> you know what I mean? That way they wake up and they're like, worth it. That, yeah, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, well, it's, it's best it's, night of my life. It's worth it, Sandra That's, or whatever. Yes, right. her name is. Well, it's funny because I. <laughs> I, I built like this entire backstory to this uh, uh, off this one song and then like the last side hustle EP that we did every song was kind of based on a different aspect of her life so it was like but and it's cool because there's a moral with I'm not going to go into all of it right now it's a lot but there's a moral to her life and to the story there 
and how it represents a lot of what today's culture is, like that grind and hustle culture. I love it when people can take a story and like shroud it in like more like moral lessons and stuff yeah. like that, you yeah. know. Right. Um, and sometimes it helps with it because you can you can like remove yourself from the equation and put a character in your place. Yep. You right. And then you can really allow yourself to get vulnerable and weird because like it's not really well, you and you can actually yeah. step into fantasy. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I like that too. I never totally, thought about man. it like that. Yeah, it's it's fun. Like songwriting is such a such an amazing process. And it's like kind of annoying sometimes because like you get stuck on shit and then like you're not hearing the ideas, like the words aren't coming to you. You don't know how you want to transition this to there. It doesn't take much sometimes, I feel like, anyways, to just say, fuck this, I'm not doing this right now. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm, yeah. I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. Weed is like, I don't know what it is about weed for me and songwriting, but it becomes like steroids for like performance enhancing for you're me open, entirely. Man. You're open to it. I don't know what it is, but like just a, the right, you know, amount. And See, I'll it smoke just and just blows like, out. Yeah, I'll smoke almost like everything. effortlessly, which is crazy. And then, like, I'll hit a brick wall and just be like, <laughs> and then you're going again. right back at it. That's you know? awesome. I'm with you. I forget shit. Yeah, and I'm like my. I'm, I do a lot of noodling and just wandering. Yep. Right. I'll spend 15 minutes looking for a word on Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like feel straight that. up, I'll be like, dude, what's that word? And then like just try to like Google it up, and then I'll find it, and then be like, well, I don't want to use that word. That word <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now I'm gonna try to that find like sucks. a synonym or yeah. something for it, you know? And it's just like a rabbit hole of just like. I didn't know that was a word, you know? Like, that's and then, like, one thing totally that's, gone. That's always uh, impressed me about hip hop guys is just how many words they know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it, can, it can be like some guy who is, I mean, any walk of life, you know what I mean? Like, they could either be a college graduate or like hood rat. And they all just have such a vast amount of like word knowledge because they have to spin things from different ways. You know, to get to their point, especially freestylists. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, blows my mind. Oh yeah, if you if I, I know how like into hip hop you guys are, but if you're listening to, like Papoose, mm. he is so good at that stuff. He had a song that came out back when I was like in high school, and it was called Alphabetical Slaughter, and he goes through the entire alphabet, and what, while he's on one letter, every letter that he's every word he says starts with that letter. So he, and he goes through the whole alphabet like that. And these are cohesive right. sentences. They're not nonsense. It's not nonsense. That's that sounds wild. so hard. It's, That's wild. And then he does then he did a remix of it where he does it backwards later on. Wow. So it's like and, and then you listen to it to all of his music, um, and it's just like you see, you're like, damn, this dude is talking about real shit. And he's doing it in a way that's like so descriptive. He did that so he would never get arrested in a DUI. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, bitch, I'll not only Hell say this yeah. shit backwards, yeah. but I'll fucking rap. He's like, do. And then you know what they write down though? If you did that, does not follow directions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, probably on crystal meth. <laughs> this right? guy is definitely because hammered. Yeah. I I got a DUI stop one time, which I passed the sobriety test. Flying colors. Um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been driving, but I had just gotten out of marching band, and the guy was like, I'm going to put down 10 yards of tape, and I want you to take that in exactly eight steps, and I want you to turn around and walk back to the origin. And I was like, eight steps and 10 yards? That is literally core marching. And I was like, I could do this shit in my sleep. And I like literally looked at him and was like, 
<laughs> and then about faced and everything and rotated and walked back and he wrote does not follow directions because I like looked at him and about faced and like rotated my body with it. No. It was hysterical. All my friends were in the car like, dude, stop. Stop oh, with this awesome, guy. dude. God, yeah. bro. But I ended up getting let go because I clearly wasn't intoxicated. Clearly. They always do the pin thing with me. They're just like, follow the pin. And I'm like, shit. Oh, yeah. Your eyes time, are like, beep, 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 beep. Sprinkler. I told <laughs> not passing that one. <laughs> I had that I had a cop do that to me one time and I did go to jail for, for the DUI. Oh, that's and, unfortunate. Damn. And I, I was so stupid because like I was doing fine. But he already knew that I was drunk, but I was like passing all the tests. I did like the, the fucking, you know, the eye follow thing. And then he was like, look at your eyes were fucking all over the place. And I was like, bro, even if I was sober, I couldn't pass that. Yeah. I just admitted to it right there. Did you really? Yeah, because I was, oh. I was, I was. <laughs> that is a story I would have taken to the grave. <laughs> Nobody would have ever heard that. That was like, just out there, dude. It's out there. To be fair, I was Damn. gone. Yeah. I was on like a bunch of Percocets and like drinking and oh, smoking. Man. Yeah, I was, no bueno. Yeah, I, it was just, and they got me because I was speeding. I was just in a neighborhood that I didn't know, and I was speeding, and that's yeah. all it was. But I was, you know, whatever. I just thought, like, he was, he was like, yeah, you could definitely do that if you were sober, bro. Now you're definitely going to jail. It's like, fuck. Dude, like, three that. or four years ago, it was the same thing for me. I was going through a neighborhood, like, speeding late for a gig. And, like, I had been up that morning drinking mimosas and, like, stayed up to, like, hell four yeah. the night before just drinking hard as hell, you know? I had a 12-pack yeah. of beer and an open Budweiser in my car. Hell I was driving Whitney. <laughs> yeah, raise hell. I was. Yeah, I was yeah. driving Whitney's car and it was just hauling. They pulled me over and it was just one of those things. Like, well, I'm going to jail, you know. Oh, uh, you hate to see it. And then uh, <laughs> they're like looking through the car, and they pulled me out to do a sobriety test, and I do the test, and they're like, "Why do you reek of alcohol?" And I'm like, "I was drinking last night, you know. I stayed up late. I haven't had a drink this morning. I'm totally lying, you know." Yeah. And uh, he was like, "All right, well, I." I need you to like slow it down. Here's a ticket. Gave me a ticket. Let me go. Hell was, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I got beer. You love to see You know, that. like open beer, like just sitting in there. And I know it smells. It's a Budweiser. It's a hot Budweiser. So I know it smells, but just like grandpa passed that thing. Yeah. Fucking wild, bro. Yeah. Whitney was like, what happened? I looked at the location. And you were just on the side of the road. And I was like, I got pulled over. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Oh my God, bro! She must have been freaking out. Yeah, well, not, I mean, you were already yeah. let go by that point. Yeah, but. yeah, I was good. Yeah, she's like, I knew you got pulled over when you weren't texting me, and I was like, Yeah, dude, they got me, and then I got them. They were good. Yeah, one time I was right before we moved to Jacksonville. Uh, it's like when Chelsea and I had like we were like still like we had just started dating, kind of like only a few months in. I was crashing at her house that night. And I was on the way back from a gig. I texted her. I was like, I got pulled. I, I got pulled over. I did actually get pulled over, but I wasn't drinking that night, thankfully. So the cop just gave me like a ticket and, and whatever. But um, I told her, oh, I'm getting pulled over. She's like, Are you fucking serious? I was like, I was like, Fuck yeah, I am. And then, anyways, after the cop lets me go, I was like, I'm gonna fuck with her a little bit. I was like, oh, They're taking me to jail. And she was like, <laughs> What the fuck? So we're about to move. Like you're gonna be now. You got you gotta come back down. The whole fucking thing. And she's like freaking out. And then. Um, five minutes later, I knock on the door and I was like, I'm here. Didn't go to jail. That's <laughs> <was awesome>. like, <laughs> Dude, I had told Caleb that I got arrested one time on the phone, but it was just joking, you know? And he was just like, what the fuck, man? Damn. And I was just like, oh, I'm just playing. Ha ha ha. So then when I actually got arrested, I called him and he was like, oh, dude, fuck off and hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to call him back and I was like, no, dude, I'm really getting arrested. You have to come get my car. Like, I'm not bullshitting. And he was like, dude, are you serious? And I, he sounded like I was putting him out. 
Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm going yeah. to jail. Like, yeah. It's the cop's fault. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely cop's the fault. cop's fault. Yeah. It's totally the cop's fault. Totally the cop's fault. <laughs> All for an unpaid ticket. Mm. Mm. I actually went to jail in 2019 uh, for I had an expired tag, oh, and I got worse. a ticket for it. It's like a it's like a 15 dollar ticket. Like yeah. it's nothing, right? I didn't realize though that you get a court date with an expired tag. Yeah. Because you have to prove in court that you've had your tag renewed. And I didn't go to the court date. They literally showed up to Dunedin Brewery and drug me out in handcuffs, like in front of all my employees and everything oh my at like God. nine in the morning. Damn, I was dude. Like, Y'all suck. I was like, for a $15 expired tag, like uh, my truck's right there. Like, go just look at the tag. It's yeah. It's not expired anymore. Literally, bro. That's so yeah. fucking annoying. Bro. Yeah. That's so annoying. It's all about that money, man. Right. And they want to make an example out of you, too. Like, they have to like, prove up, like, they have to make some kind yeah, of so, like, I had out to, of it. I had yeah, to go spend the night in jail for a $15 expired tag. And they came to your make work. Make that make sense to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, they came to your work and did it in front of all your right. employees and shit. Make that do. make sense to me. Yeah. And then you got to, like, pretend like you have respect for that title of, like, you know, I'm not one of these people that hates cops, right? There's, right. Like, there's a lot of good cops. I have cops friends that are cops and yeah. they're great cops. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, you did choose that job knowing that you'd have to enforce some bullshit ass laws right oh, yeah so it's yeah. like if knowing that there's there's a piece of me that i'm like yeah but fuck you because you know right that even though you were that kid in, in school that got busted smoking pot and yeah. you know what that experience was like you're gonna go put that on somebody right yeah. right you're gonna go throw an innocent guy in jail for missing a fit for for not for not updating his tags right. or for driving right. with a suspended license even though the, the, and it was it was September my birthday's in August oh. so it wasn't even like it's like right it there. wasn't like it was like oh your tag says 2006 and it was 2020 or anything it's, you know jeez dude bad it's like literally a year prior yeah yeah so stupid it's bad for morale but also I'm the fucking idiot that didn't realize I had to go to court right I, uh, I guess but I had just moved never got the letter in the mail or anything like the, you know they send like a reminder. Yeah. Thing about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah. got it because yeah. I had just moved and Damn, that was man. pretty shitty. Yeah. Brianna and I had been dating like a month. I called her. I was like, yeah, I'm going to jail. And I thought she was going to break up with me because she was like, how are you like in your 30s and like still going to jail for <laughs> dumb <laughs> shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's hilarious. Like, I hadn't been arrested in like 15 years, like since I was like 20, 21 or something. Yeah. But, so this is recently that this happened. Yeah, 2019. Oh, right. You said that. 2019. I was like, man, I'm an Dude. idiot. Fuck, bro. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. All right, we yeah we gotta do unpopular opinions. I gotta get out of here for a gig, unfortunately. Um, I just want to cancel my gig and hang out with you guys. It'd be way more fun. Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> way better. Let's I actually it. already canceled it for you. Oh, you did? Was it at ABBQ? No. Oh damn it! <laughs> you, you said Atlantic right? Beach earlier, and I was like, I got one guest. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Flinches. No, I'm playing at Ragtime. That's Jack's Beach. What? Ragtime was my second choice. That was your second choice? Yeah. yeah. No offense to Lynch's? Ragtime. That yeah, that's Jack's Beach. Flies tie is Atlantic Beach. I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do geography good. <laughs> it's a beach. There's water. Right. You guys got some unpopular opinions you want to dis discuss? I should have done homework on that. God damn it, yeah. Chris. The fuck you know these guys? Yeah. What, was I supposed to do that? Have no, you guys seen this podcast? What's an unpopular opinion? <laughs> it's an opinion. The thing that's is that, not popular. Clusterfuck. The thing is, is like oh. everyone for a second pauses, like he's being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I was told there would be no homework. <laughs> yeah. I have one. What is? And it? it's one that you've said prior. Okay. On another podcast uh, episode. 
and I'm just going to agree with you that having never really fully listened to the solo on Layla. Don't yes. you dare say it, bro. Don't say it. I knew you were going to say that. I I immediately, I saw the podcast and I immediately was like, bullshit. Yeah. And like I went and listened to it. I was like, ow. Yeah. Ow. It's Thank almost you. painful. Thank you. It's almost painful. Thank you. That's not so. to disparage Dwayne Allman. Love absolutely not. Dwayne Blast, Allman. Absolutely not. One of my favorites of all time. One of the greats. That being said, you don't got to like everything he did. And right. that was one of those travesty moments where it was where where the engineer had to really earn their paycheck on that one is all I'm saying, you know. I think it's a great solo, but I do want to know what the fuck happened, you know, like yeah. was his guitar just like in a different tuning and everything, but I think there was something about it was supposed to be I, I think there there is something weird with the tuning where they had to speed some shit up and then like slow some other stuff down and make yeah. it match. If there's a go, there's a good yeah, story see, and behind that's it. tough with that old school recording, yeah. uh, that reel to reel stuff where you're just like, oh man, if that thing's not spinning at the right rate, everything's gonna sound flat right. or yeah. sharp. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which is yeah. pretty wild. Makes sense. There is a story. We'll blame it on that. Yeah. We'll yeah. blame it on that. Yeah. Blame yeah. it on that. No, Dwayne played a perfect solo. It was the technology. Oh, definitely yeah. for sure. Yeah. Hundred percent. We'll blame on technology. Hundred <laughs> percent. That being said, though, like if that solo was in tune, like that motherfucker would have been like even better than it is already. But it would have been like taking you to church. Yeah, yeah, he had some really like I know what he was going for, right? And there's a lot of really good ideas there. It was just the execution I thought for a song that's so iconic was well below par, right? For for as popular as the song is, like if it was a deep cut. Or something that'd be different, but yeah. because it was a hit, that would be yeah. I think on you're right the Derek and the Dominoes yeah. album, exactly. You know, exactly. So. Good, good one. I agree yeah. with that. That one. Maybe yeah, we'll get another viral TikTok up. clip on that one. Let's strike one, Alex. <laughs> strike one. Yeah. Sick. Sick. Yeah. Sick. Oh, yeah. It's taking that long. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's yeah, not that, bad. Like, yeah. yeah, that's not bad. Doing good. What you got, Corn Dog? You got an unpopular opinion for us? I don't, I don't know yet. You don't know yet? All so, right. I'm still working on mine. Word. Chris, what you got? All right. We treat people who say Freebird at shows too kindly. The minute you enter and you say that, you enter a contract where I should be able to ridicule the fuck out of you and just, you open that door. Like, we shouldn't have to say some polite bullshit after Freebird. We I sh- just ignore people. I agree. Okay. So, I'm going to argue this. I think... That if you're in Jacksonville, being that Skinner is from here, you could yell that shit, but it does open up to be fucking heckled. Yeah. Like, totally. And the band should totally just fucking ream you. Yeah. You know, that would be great. I don't yell Freebird. I always yell, turn it up. (laughs) But I only yell, turn it up after it has been so fucking loud. Like, you know, like the most epic part of the night. And the, you know, the solo ends and there's this giant stop. And I'll be like, turn it up. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's already like so yeah. deaf, anyways. Yeah, but that's also a Skinnerd thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't help myself. I can't. Yeah, I have to do it. Well, it's better than Freebird. Freebird is is the most obnoxious thing, and I feel what I wanted. To do, I've I've had this idea for a long time. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I'm 
being lazy, but I want to get bottom of the bill shirts made. It says I'm the guy that yelled Freebird at a bar, or it says I'm with the guy that yelled Freebird nice. at a bar, and nice. then just start throwing them out at bars at people who yell Freebird and be like, "You oh, earned this shirt." Way, if you yeah. ever see earned that person, it. you're like, you know. "Fucking tool." Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. So this all stems from one time I was on a gig and my band leader, like I got in trouble because someone shouted Freebird and I was just not having a good day, and I just like kind of paused and just went at this person and eventually was like oh it's i'm just gonna and it got to a point where i was like i'm just gonna make stickers and hand them out i'm the freebird asshole this is you thank you man this is great and like i i got chewed out for that it did not go super well i just think there should be a general understanding like if you want to play the game shout freebird and then let the games begin right yeah, yeah i had absolutely. a guy i was playing at your place the other night and some old dude shouted that at me you're at my place uh, yeah, I was just about you to dug, make that move too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> really original guys. Welcome to Jacksonville. That's more Jacksonville than Freebird. That's uh, <laughs> at this point, that's actually true. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. this guy shouts it out, and I was like, "Man, just like your haircut, that song should stay in 1975." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Just play the game, man. You should be allowed to play the game. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I just ignore them at this point. If they if they yell Freebird and like they want me to hear them. I just pay him I, because the thing is, I'm like, I'll think of a great response like 30 minutes later. I'm yeah. not a quick person. Right. It takes me a minute. So, you just walk up and like tap him on the shoulder and be like, listen, dude. Like, and then you just yeah, tell him 30 that. 30 minutes later, yeah. He's like, did yeah, I but, scream but free see, bird? Then, Now, like you're harboring it for 30 minutes. Like if you're still thinking about that asshole 30 minutes from now, therapy. Therapy. Well, therapy. So here's, <laughs> right. so, so here's. We're tying, everything's coming full circle. So here. here's where my silence comes into play because that actually is my diss to them. It's like, I'm not even going to justify what you're saying with a response or an acknowledgement. Right. That's how I get my fuck you in because they don't like that shit either. Yeah. They, they want you to like give them a, a smile or like, yeah, we'll play or whatever. They want you to come back with something. Right. Yeah. But I'm not even going to acknowledge it and that's my fuck you because I can't think of anything clever to say in the moment. Right. Yeah. Billy just goes like free beer, free beer. So Spore actually, that's a I good forgot yeah. that we did do a half cover one time and it was Freebird. Yeah. But it was just the guitar solo at the end. I do that yeah, too, actually. Yeah, so yeah. we, uh, because we figured out that it actually matches up with one of our like real heavy hitting tunes and yeah. we just, at the very end, just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Well, that works bow, out good bow. too because it was And then we got Greg up there, my brother, and he, he learned the entire solo note for note. Nice. And crushed it and it nice. was incredible. Wow. And the crowd actually went Ape shit. Yeah, of course. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. It was it was hilarious because somebody had already yelled Freebird too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be so good. So good. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be so good. <laughs> See, that's one of the times that it works to scream Freebird, but like how much times does it not work? And they just still do it. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah, because the thing is that people think that it's like kind of ironic now to do it because yeah. it's so overdone, but it's like, no, it was overdone in the 80s. Yeah. I just right? love Leonard Skinner so much. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I do too, but like I really all do. <laughs> like it doesn't bother me at all. Really? Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't dislike Skinner, but definitely when I moved to Jacksonville, I thought for sure it wouldn't happen here because it was like there's no way right. that they're gonna do it. Like that would be so cliche. Oh, it happens yeah. more. Here. Oh, it happens, happens way more. Way more. Here. Yeah. yeah. Way it happens more. the most here. Yeah. And I was like, bro. I like, like. I might actually get mad if I was in like Portland. And yeah. somebody yelled Freebird, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you haven't heard yeah. that shit. Right? Yeah. But like if you're in the dirty D, yeah. That's Duval for those of you watching from home. Yeah. Um <laughs> <Not watching. laughs> Yeah, it's also what they call Steve's dick. <laughs> oh. Uh, 
Faux show. I love you, Steve. Sorry, bro. I couldn't help myself. That's funny. <laughs> um, we but, used to call Joe Green Weenie. Green Weenie? Yeah. <laughs> what does that come from? Uh, I think it was just because like, he would basically sleep with anybody that would talk to him. Okay. And so His then it developed, the Hulk. it developed to uh, Greenicus Weenicus. Okay. And now anytime Joe calls himself that, he's like, hey, nice to meet you. My name's Greenicus Weenicus. Oh my and then God. people are just like, fuck is wrong with that guy? So creepy and weird. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've met Joe. Yeah. You've, like, if you don't know Joe, you're like, this guy has problems. Yeah. But if you do know Joe, you're like, He's actually really smart and yeah, yeah. well put together, but he has this wall it's only of... only just beginning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the OBJ thing? What, did, did that happen at... I don't want to get too much into it, but the, I remember the OBJ one year where it was fun, to say the least. <laughs> don't eat the brown acid. Yeah, yeah. Brown acid. Yeah. You should proceed to medical tent B. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to fuck with people like on an That's, ass level. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> My dad said a joke. He was at a Hendrix concert. And they came over the thing and were like, do not eat the blah, blah, blah. And my dad's looking at his friends. He's going, shit, was that blue or was it green? Yeah, exactly. Like, should that. we be concerned? Exactly that. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, because that's what it was happens. dark in here. Yeah. yeah. Somebody gave it to us. Totally. That that's why it's so fucking funny. It's like people that were totally fine started freaking out because they right. forgot. Now they're in their head. Yeah, exactly. I think that people that sell those how to make money off of your art type packages are total fucking like tools oh yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah and like people see that kind of shit people like really like they buy the books and they listen to the podcasts and they and they buy the courses and you're like bro if they really knew how to make money off their art they wouldn't be selling you a how-to package on yeah. how to make money they'd off be their selling art. you their art exactly yeah, yeah. it's 100%. like percent bro like we can all sit here and intellectualize the steps to success right yeah it's not a matter the, the 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 thing is doing it any rock icon or pop icon of any time will tell you is like i don't i don't know i don't know how it works we just yeah. we did what we did and we just and, and i think worked. with music it's right place at right time yeah man a hundred percent like you have these bands today that you know are our age and they're playing in bars and stuff but if this was 1971 and they were on tour they would be like the next big thing yeah exactly. yeah it's all time and place and I think it really is this art shit too. Like if you're buying a book like that or you're listening to this podcast and everything, like you're kind of looking for the fastest way to get big or the fastest way to get out there, you know, and really like the only way to do it is just to fucking do it. Legwork. Yeah. And yeah, it's all legwork. Yeah. Exactly. Like you just you're looking do for it. the there, there is no quick. fast. Yeah. There is no fast way, you know? Like Exactly. And a lot so. of it, a lot of those things what they're telling people is just like having your ducks in a row, like, you know crossing your t's and dotting your eyes and shit like that but it's like yeah okay but like, you learn all that as you go anyways like what are you actually selling here yeah right yeah you know what i mean so oh, you got to be on top of social. okay great social media that's fucking yeah. obvious oh you got to publish your tunes okay great like you learn all those things as you go what are you yeah. selling here exactly right. yeah you know, it's, it's just a fucking con pyramid scheme bullshit or whatever you know yeah it's why it's just it's crazy like i still see those ads on my on my instagram feed i'm just like this is like this, I, th I'm the wrong fucking one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I do. I could care less about what your opinion is on this subject. Right. Exactly, man. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. I did read uh, Joel Cummins' "How to Make It in the Music Industry" book. Yeah. And that one was actually pretty good. That's a good book, though. It from, is. From like yeah. the beginning to the like end. Like you though. can, and what I like about it too is there's like reference points, like chapters, where you're like, 
okay, recording, you know, an EP or something and or whatever the subject is that you're curious about. And then he kind of just walks you through how they did it. Not right. necessarily how it and he even says in like the foreword that, you know, it's not necessarily gonna work for everybody, but I'm just sharing how I did it. Right. You know, with yeah. my band, which is obviously they're extremely successful. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. but it was actually a pretty good read. It's more of like it sounds more like a biography type situation in the context of their sort band. of. Yeah, yeah, sort of. And it's also from an actual musician that's made it. Right. Yeah. It's not right. just some so fucking blowjob not... bro from California <laughs> being like, yeah. oh, look, this is how you do it. Right. And it's like, like if, bro, you got like, like twenty thousand followers. Yeah. Like, like if know? Salvador <laughs> Dali was alive and could do like a how to make it in the art world I would probably, as an artist, I would buy that. With his mustache, because, for sure. You know what I mean? Because you're looking at somebody who's already vastly accomplished yeah. in their yeah. work. Yeah. Um, so that you're like, okay, well, this guy might actually have something to say. Totally. I, I, I really think the more that I try and understand this stuff, I really just think right time and place for sure. And then also being authentically yourself. Because that's all at the end of the day, it's self-expression, which is what all art is. Right. Yeah. And and I just think that if you try and be something that you're not within that endeavor, it comes off as not real and then people don't support it and you fail. Yeah, yeah. unauthentic. Yeah. Authenticity is important. There's so many people trying to be the same shit nowadays. Yeah. And it's you like know? you can tell too. It's like you have like a lot of bands, a lot of like jam bands are trying to sound like a regurgitation of like the dead meets fish of like whatever yeah. and you're like okay but something about it seems a little forced and then there's bands out there where it seems legit and those are the ones you start to see like like you know like goose or whatever some of these newer guys coming up where it's okay it is a jam band but they kind of have like they're doing what they do and it really works right and there's other bands that kind of like just hit they just don't really do it and i don't know it's it happens across, like in in every genre, you know. I yeah. just think authenticity is like the thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Ultimately, that sells. I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but social media is the fucking devil. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, like it really is. Like more people are worried about that shit and trying to like keep up with everybody else when really it's like people are posting shit that's happening that day. It's all got a filter on it. Every day is not like that. That's no, the thing. I, the problem I have it with is. it too is yeah. the the facade that people can put yeah, on. Yeah, they're trying to portray something, right. you know. And if if you're like doing that nonstop, just posting about like or like somebody that's got like a family, it's like just like drowning you in this happy family. But like behind the scenes, like they're like almost getting a divorce or some shit. Right. Yeah. But on Facebook, it's like that. It's like if you're doing it. In my opinion, if you're doing it, you don't have to post about it. 100% that. I don't have to show you that I'm doing it because when you see me out and about, that's when you're, you're like, dude, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, like, I don't have to tell you every fucking day that I've got three kids and a wife in a fucking garden. You know, that's what I've got. But you'll see it when I'm out and about doing my thing, like being who I am. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So. That's that's very real. I, like the people selling you a lifestyle that's not real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like... Uh, it kind of goes to the, to the music thing too, where it's selling you like these how-to package things. It's like it's all a facade. Yeah. It's like if you're really doing the thing, you don't need to be showing people on social media that you're doing the thing. Yeah. So like yeah. what kind of validation are you looking for? Right. Why exactly. is it coming from a bunch of random people? Yeah. You know. It's like I've got like I think like 800 friends on Facebook. 
I probably know like 30 of them. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like some of them are just funny ass people that I follow and stuff like that. But it's like when you start thinking more about social media and like worrying about that shit, you start losing grip of like what's actually happening in front of your face. It's 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 why Side Hustle broke up basically, you know, because we our focus started going to other, well, my focus really started going to other places and the music was, stopped becoming a priority or the yeah. main priority. And again, like speaking to inauthenticity, like trying to be this like progressive jam band when none of us are really like that as right. players or yeah. you know it's just because you like something doesn't mean that you have to try and do it yeah you know what i mean i, I also yeah. think that uh when it comes to music um attempting to be like when writing original music attempting to be a certain genre doesn't really work for authenticity right uh, yeah and what you should really do is just write music collectively right and then be whatever that is exactly uh because if you're forcing this agenda of being like a, a prog jam band you know what i mean well like like spore wanted to be similar to say the likes of sts9 we wanted to be jamtronic it never did that we never actually it was never jamtronic you know which is i guess you could maybe call it that because they're synthesizers but um, you guys, I wouldn't call it that though. It, like you guys, it's definitely fucking, not Jamtronic though. It's more yeah. like more in the progressive. Vein, yeah, it's more there. like just progressive rock jam. Yeah. Um, and it was fucking damn not, well. Executed, not really electronic you know? yeah. music though. And that's right. what was funny about it is because that's what we were trying to do, but then what came out naturally, and authentically was you know, something else. Yeah. It's why it works so well and why it's still, when you guys do what you do now, it still crushes because it's real. Appreciate There's it. Nothing yeah. about what it's you're doing. It's a lot doing. of fun, that's for sure. You, and you, yeah. it looks it shows. like it. Right. It shows, it, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, there's not a part of it that feels like you guys are just there for the paycheck right. or you guys are just there because you feel like you have to be. Like, you guys, uh, you guys are friends. You jam well together. And everything that you create on that stage is the outcome of truly caring about your about about what you're trying to give off to the crowd right you know? yeah and that is why it works so well you know yeah. when you're yeah. up there trying to do something that's not real or that you're not truly connected to right the crowd picks up on that and if you're not really connected to it there's no way they're going to be connected dude to I, yeah. I played in a reggae band for like eight months that was just doing all you know cover gigs and I found myself in bars a lot playing reggae and as a keyboard player, like you should not be in a reggae band unless you are the bass player or the drummer. Yeah. <laughs> because as a keyboard player, I'm just like, oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, oh. Uh, if I was lucky, I got to bubble. If not, it was just Sounds like hell. Eh, eh, yeah. Eh. And I would like catch myself in the bar, like watching basketball on the TV. I don't even watch basketball or sports. And I'd be like, oh, the Lakers are yeah. crushing it this Bro. season. Yeah. Like why? <laughs> How am I playing a gig, but like watching a Lakers game simultaneously? They're not even interested it was, in. Right. That's the thing where it's that like, I'm not even interested in, but I'm more interested in that exactly than I was, you know, going through the motions of, I mean, it got to the point with that band where I was like, I don't even fucking want this money anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll get another job. F fucking Roger Waters did an interview recently where he was talking about that. And he was like, the second that you start wandering when you're on stage, you know, mentally is what he's talking about, obviously. The second that starts happening or you're absent-minded, it's like, it's time to switch it up. Yeah. Like, either the career isn't right for you or what you're involved in isn't right for right. you. Right, or the band. The yeah. band, whatever it is. Like, you gotta fucking... And I find myself doing it 
all the time while I'm playing and singing, I'll be at a bar like an acoustic gig or whatever is playing fucking wagon wheel or something. Right. Yep. And like you would. Are, yeah, I totally Think, would. Can't bro. you see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will I would never play that song. Never. <laughs> you can't pull that off. I can't pull that off. I can't sing that way. But I'll be sitting there playing like just whatever tune and just having it sometimes it's like my second or third time that day if I've taken on multiple gigs and like the TV is just on. I'm just sitting there watching TV. Again, something that I'm not interested in at right. all. At yeah. all. And I realized it's I've like already CNN or some dumb shit. Yeah. You're just yeah. like, Ugh. exactly. And I'm like on the third verse, and I, I'm like, wait, did I play the second verse? Did I like <laughs> you? Like stop. You're like, you're like on autopilot. You like look at everybody yeah. out there. You're like, the fuck was I just talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I've always said once a band or like a group you're being a part of like becomes a job, it's time to just go. Man. Yeah, totally. Totally. On that note, I gotta wrap this shit up, guys. Unfortunately, yeah, wrap really, this shit up, B. Really enjoying the conversation. Chris, promote our Same. after party. All right, guys, come to our after party. It's June twenty second at nineteen oh four. Tedeschi Trucks is gonna play a set, not at that venue, but another one. And then we'll, <laughs> <I was laughs> we'll, like, be, we'll be we'll be playing right after them. Uh, we got a Steely Dan tribute set, and we got some friends coming out to sit in and join us. It's going to be a fucking blast. Yeah. Tickets a blast. on cluster's instagram page find them there and we'll see you guys at the show i think chris runs what did he just say yeah <laughs> we have an instagram you can look for it it's there i promise you gotta look really hard yeah. um well thank you guys for coming out here today thank you for having this. us thanks for having us bro yeah. we'll have to do it again also sure. before you stop this i just have like maybe this is an unpopular opinion mm -hmm. but free bird can y'all get some air conditioning in this one? Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure, bro. Fat Do y'all think it's fuck. hot? Yeah, it's hot. Okay, yeah, yeah. so that is a popular opinion. It's a popular, popular opinion. opinion. This week with Alex's this popular is, opinions. We, we just moved in here like a couple days ago. Gotcha. We just finished up, so we're Look, still working out the case. None, yeah, none of the viewers at home could smell this podcast until you said that, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Hey. Peace out, guys. Thank you.